0: Hey everybody and welcome to episode 114 of How I Built It. Today my guest is Amanda Lundberg and every so often on this show I will have somebody who knows lots of something I know very little about and Amanda is one of those people. She is a live captioner. I met her at several word camps and she has graciously agreed to Come on the show, so we talk all about what it's like uh, being a live captioner. Things you need to know. We talk about uh, the stenographic keyboard that she uses in order to quickly capture what people are saying in real time. And she also has the dubious honor of live captioning me. So we talk a little bit about that, and and um, maybe not really critique. Critique is not the right word, but she talks about how I measure up compared to some other people. Uh, so. Uh, I Again, I really like her journey and all of the information that she gives us in this episode. Uh, it's something that I didn't know anything about really before this episode. So it was a very exciting conversation for me. An exciting conversation that we'll get to in a minute. But first, I need to tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Plesk. Do you spend too much time doing server admin work and not enough time building websites? Plesk helps you manage servers, websites, and customers in one dashboard, helping you do those tasks up to 10 times faster than manually coding everything. And let me tell you, I recently checked out their new and improved WordPress toolkit and I was super impressed by how easy it was to spin up new WordPress sites, clone sites and even manage multiple updates to themes and plugins. With the click of one button, I was able to update all of my WordPress sites. I was, again, incredibly impressed by how great their WordPress toolkit is. You can learn more and try Plesk for free at Plesk.com build. That's plesk.com slash build. This episode is sponsored by our friends at Castos. Castos is a podcast hosting platform built specifically for WordPress. Their seriously simple podcasting plugin lets you manage all of your episodes and podcast RSS right from your WordPress site, but have your files hosted on a dedicated media hosting platform. If you use WordPress, this is by far the easiest platform that I have used for podcasting. I also really love how the Castos team takes a common sense approach to their pricing. You can create as many episodes and podcasts as you want, and you don't have to worry about how much storage you're using or bandwidth restrictions. And if you're like me and you already have a ton of episodes from an old host, they've got you covered. Castos will import all of your podcast content into their platform completely free of charge. It's literally one click of a button in your WordPress dashboard. I could not believe my eyes when I saw this in action. And it's stuff like this, which is why I built my own podcasting course on top of Castos. And they have put together a really special opportunity for the show today. You can get 50% off your first three months with the code BUILTIT19. That's B-U-I-L-T-I-T-1-9. Just head over to castos.com/how-i-built-it to learn more. That's castos.com/how-i-built-it. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of How I Built It the podcast that asks, "How did you build that?" Today, my guest is Amanda Lundberg of Peak Captioning LLC. Amanda, how are you today? I am fantastic as we record this it is Thanksgiving week so it is a short week. I'm looking uh, very forward to taking a few days off before we start December. So, uh, yes. Uh, so we met at WordCamp Philly, uh, because you were working with white coat captioning, uh, to do live captioning of all the speaking events. Right. Uh, and, uh, even though we met at Philly, you live near Pittsburgh, we were talking about. And so, uh, uh, I have to bring up. I brought this up on another show. Um, there's like a weird rival. I'm from New York, but I live in Philly or near Philly, and there's a weird rivalry between Wawa and Sheets here in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, there's like a very decisive line, right? Like once you get to a certain point in the state, like Sheets takes over. Uh, so uh, I've got to say, I didn't see, I didn't see what all the fuss about Wawa was until I started living near Philadelphia. And now, just like I live for their coffee, um, but uh, but I gotta say that the the sheets schmagels specifically, right? These like bagel, like these like monstrosities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those are better than at Wawa.
1: See, and I have not had one of those before, but mm. the burritos at Wawa are far superior to anything at Sheets, and ah. I, and I have to travel a long way to get to a Wawa because the closest thing to me is Sheets.
0: Yeah, I bet. I like. I see. I've gotten the best of both worlds because uh, there's a Sheets in Scranton, mm-hmm. and that's where I went to college. So, I'm uh, I'm within two hours of either a Sheets or a Wawa. Right? Uh, right. There's a Wawa like walking distance from me. Right. Um, but I, I want to point out that we are able to come to an agreement here, right? This is yes. what this is what it's all about, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm new to this because I'm actually from Iowa.
0: Ah so that's even ah. a totally different thing. Well, welcome to the East Coast. Thank you. We take a lot of things too seriously here on the East Coast.
1: I am enjoying <laughs> it. I really am.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Um, cool. Well, let's get into this. Thanks everybody for uh for uh that paying, listening to that little sidebar. Um let's talk about captioning. And I wanted to talk to you because uh, first of all, just like live captioning in general is really interesting to me uh, i'm getting all of my episodes transcribed now yay and I, yes yes. <laughs> yes uh i have seen i will say that i've seen growth in my podcast because of having transcripts yes um so uh but why don't we start with i, I want to ask you specifically about this machine that you type on but let's start with who you are and what you do okay
1: Well, my name is Amanda, as we went over, and I am a captioner, is what I call myself. People in my industry would call me a CART provider, which is an acronym that no one outside of the industry knows. Uh. I can't remember what it is. Um, (laughs) Because it's just, I'm a captioner. When I started out as a TV captioner, I worked for the largest closed captioning company in the entire country. Um, basically the first job that they put me on live on TV was World News <laughs> with <Wow>. Diane Sawyer. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun day. And when I left there I was captioning Good Morning America every day. <laughs> um, but I've captured wow. Yeah, so I've done a lot of t- television work. I worked um, the Rose Bowl, you know, NFL, MLB, all the big stuff, and you know stuff you've never heard of. But I have since transitioned into this other world of captioning where I do a little bit of television captioning, but most of the time I am working one-on-one with students or I'm at events like WordCamps and captioning on big screens. So it's been a wild ride (laughs) for me.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. So I already have a million questions. Okay. Um, So, uh first of all, do you know maybe I should already know this, but when when did TV start doing captioning?
1: I believe, I want to say the first close live closed captioning was um, the Academy Awards in 1982, but wow. there there was captioning prior to that on uh PBS on one of the shows Gotcha. See, so yeah, and I have a hard time coming up with words sometimes because I'm so used to listening to what other people say and just <laughs> spitting it out that I forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> so no, no <laughs> Julia Child. There. That was the first captioned show. Yes. Oh very cool. <laughs> yes.
0: Um and so so if anybody needs this is that sounds like it would be like perfect jeopardy trivia. Like what yes. was the first TV show that was captioned? Yes, it um, was Julia Child. Very cool. Uh and were you strictly doing live events or did they have you captioning like pre-recorded stuff too at first
1: um well i've always just mostly worked live to be honest gotcha. um we do okay. a little bit of scripting sometimes but most of the stuff i do is just live i really don't cool. li- i don't like doing transcriptions
0: <laughs> yeah 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 gotcha yeah. um cool so cuz i was i was like kind of wondering so so I guess a a pre like if you're like uh closed captioning for Friends. Uh, let's use something more contemporary. Mm-hmm. If you're closed captioning for House of Cards, yes, um, then uh, you're gonna. It's it's basically a transcription. You're just like right. watching it and and typing as they speak. Yeah, um,
1: and that's actually done something that's offline captioning. So that would be probably done by somebody with a QWERTY keyboard.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah, like a full keyboard, right? Mm-hmm. And then my friend Brian was telling me about like this pedal that you can use too mm-hmm. to like rewind, and that's yeah. super cool. Yes, because um, I wonder like how my ca- my transcriber can so affordably transcribe my episodes because mm-hmm. it would take me like hours. Yes, to trans- and uh, but like she does it very efficiently. She's fantastic.
1: You get um, really good at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And then as as we're gonna talk about you. Uh, You mentioned that they will use a QWERTY keyboard, but you do not. I do not. Um, But before we get into that, I I, I do want to ask, what is it like captioning TV events? Um, Like uh, World News with Diane Sawyer or Good Morning America, or or even let's actually let's talk about a baseball game because I love baseball. I'm a huge Yankee (laughs) fan. Um, What is it? What's it like captioning a baseball game?
1: Okay, I'm laughing because the longest captioning job I've ever had in my entire life was seven hours, and it was a baseball game.
0: I bet. Yes. That sounds, that sounds like a Yankee Red Sox game. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't even remember who it was. Uh,
1: you know, actually, captioning TV and captioning a baseball game, is it's pretty a lonely profession because you're, you're usually by yourself either at home or in a little room, and um, you have to do a lot of work beforehand. Like I'm not just going to jump on a baseball game and get all the baseball players' names wrong, so I have to right. do some preparation before I go into the job. Uh, but baseball, in is out of itself, is for me is not that difficult to caption. It's actually like a relaxing thing to do.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you have a good announcer, right there, yes. It's not. It's not going to be somebody who's talking the whole time. They might sit back and watch and let you watch some of the game instead of going on and on like Joe Buck or something. So, um, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Cool. Uh, so, um, so actually this is a, this is probably a good transition As you mentioned that for baseball games or perhaps other live events, you, you don't just go in there cold, right? You, you do some research. So what kind of research is it like when you're getting ready to caption Anything a, a baseball game or a, a word camp, right? A lot of mm-hmm. my um, a, a lot of my listeners are in the WordPress space, and so they've probably gone to a word camp, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, so I'm sorry. What kind of research <laughs> goes into, um, getting ready to caption an event?
1: Oh uh, well, you know, Google. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how they caption. Well, I do know how they caption previously, but I Google everything, and like for word camps, I'll go on to. Um, the word the word camp site so whichever philly or us is coming up you know things like that and i'll look at all the speakers on my track and if if i'm on a second track or something i'll look at the keynote speakers too because half the time they reference those you know those speakers as well Mm. it's like amazing when the organizers of events send us slides beforehand because i do i will go through every single slide that's sent to me i don't i don't yeah, this is my call. Please send slides. <laughs> I don't care if they're done or not. I just, that helps me a lot because you guys like to, you, you don't necessarily make up words, but you like to make up um, product names where you're squishing two things together. And so for mm-hmm. me, that's like added work. And, right, right. and as a and, and- lazy person, <laughs> 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 so I want it to be as easy as possible. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, and that makes sense. And plus, like, I mean, I have this problem, in, in our particular spaces, some people will capitalize the first letter of the second word, yes. and some won't. Yes. Um.
1: So you you, you want to make sure that you're you're getting all that right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes, I try. I want to be as accurate as possible. So as much prep as I can do, but you know, there's only so much I can Google. So.
0: Yeah. Right. So okay. So you Google as much as you can. Yes. You um you hope that people will send you the slides and <laughs> yes. and. I'll say that I always thought it was like a nonsense exercise. Like people are like, give me your slides ahead of time. And I'm like, why? So you can like censor me. Uh, but this is a <laughs> no. real practical application.
1: Yes. Of,
0: of why we need to send slides ahead of time. Because yes. We do mix. We make stuff up, right? Or yeah. like we make up uh, acronyms maybe.
1: Yeah. I had so. an entire talk of puns. Guten puns. <laughs> 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 I almost cried, but I, <laughs> I survived.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> That's so funny, right? And then and yeah, and then yeah. like yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. Uh is that one done already or is that one coming up as we that one's those? that one's
1: done already. Like okay. it's one of those things where I if I saw it again I would be like, Oh yeah, but I blanked out at most of that talk because of
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If it is on <laughs> WordPress TV. It is. I, I bet.
1: It is. I bet right. yes. I bet it is.
0: Yes, if if it is at the time that this episode comes out, I will be be sure to include that in the show notes for this episode. This episode is brought to you by Pantheon. Starting a new project? Looking for a better hosting platform? Pantheon is an integrated set of tools to build, launch, and run websites. Get high-performance hosting for your WordPress sites, plus a comprehensive toolkit to supercharge your team and help you launch faster. On Pantheon, you get expert support from real developers, best-in-class security, and the most innovative technology to host and manage your websites. You can sign up a new site in minutes with a free account you only pay when it goes live. That is my second favorite feature to Pantheon, only to the easy ability to create dev staging and live servers and push to GitHub. It's very easy to set those things up on Pantheon. So you can head over to Pantheon.io today, again, to set up a free account. Pay only when it goes live. Thanks so much to Pantheon for their support of this episode and this season of How I Built It. Let's let's kind of get away from the live event when it comes to, to the research part. And talk a little bit more about like how you got into captioning. What made you want to become a captioner and what research you did to actually get into that, that field? Okay.
1: Uh, Well, I discovered this career um, in 2009 when I went back to, well, no, 2007, I went back to school and take some classes um, for business courses and things. And the guy was like, court reporting, but it was full-time days. So a bunch of things fell into place. And in between 2007 and 2009, when I started school, I did do a lot of research. And I looked at you know, the court reporting field. And if I just if I had just gone into like working, you know, depositions, working in the courts or something like that, it would have had a similar income starting out as I was working in banking. Um, but then I looked into captioning and I was like, ooh, it's not, it's not like you're going to get rich in captioning. But it seemed like that would be something that would be way more interesting for me personally, because, like I said, I'm a little lazy. And so I don't want to go back and read through your entire transcript. Sorry. (laughs) I'll listen to you talk. I'll listen to the talk as many times as possible. But um, so I went to actually went to court reporting school, which is what you you don't have to go to court reporting school to be a court reporter. But for somebody like me who needs a lot of structure and things, that was the path that I took. And my program actually offered a captioning program. So I went ahead and went on that route as, as soon as I could. Was, I think it was a year into school. And then I branched off into that. And then I started networking networking while I was in school because I wanted to work for Vitec, the biggest company to, in the world now, but it was, at the time it was just in the country. And so I networked and then I got hired there right after school Because apparently they were desperate for people. (laughs) (laughs) They helped me train. So they did have me. I was on in training, like sitting in a room by myself for eight hours a day. Captioning CNN. (laughs) Yeah, it was long, long days. CNN and not
0: like C-SPAN, right?
1: No, not C-SPAN. C-SPAN is a hit or miss. Yes. C-SPAN can get kind of exciting sometimes. And that would be the one time on TV captioning when you get to like swear. If they start swearing.
0: Oh, really? So, <laughs> yes. like, it's not censored. C SPAN is not censored no. like that. No, C SPAN really not censored.
1: Yeah. Everything else, like, it's a judgment call. And I usually judge in the, for TV captioning, safety first because I'm on a delay. So they might have beeped it before we got it. it. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So, so are captioning. Okay. So I'm sorry to sidetrack <laughs> okay. this. But it's this okay. is so interesting to me. <laughs> yes. uh, so, your, are you're captioning a live feed? Yes. Before the tape delay. Yes. That makes sense, right? Yes. Because people want to read things as it's happening. Yes. So you don't actually know if they bleeped something or not.
1: Right. I won't know. So I just I, I would always just bleep it myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that, are you like really familiar with like the f f is it FCC the FCC rules?
1: Um, I'm not super familiar, but I ba- basically I just follow the, the big ones, which are don't swear on a network television. Gotcha. If, I mean, if it's cable, maybe, oh, maybe. Because
0: yeah, right? like uh, you can say like, well, I, I like to keep this censored because yes, I want yes. everybody to be able to listen to it. But Absolutely. like you can say the S word on South Park, right? Like, right. Exactly. Yeah,
1: so. But only like, But before a certain time of day, they'll still beep it out.
0: Right, right. I think it's so, like last I checked, it was like 10 p.m. Like yes, after 10 p.m., you could swear.
1: I believe so. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so you, so
0: you started networking and you got a job at ViTech. Is that what you said? Yes, ViTech. They, okay. They're located
1: just south of Pittsburgh, which is how I ended up out here because cool, I I started cool. working in their offices. What's called an in-house mm-hmm. captioner. So we would do. We were working with most of the big contracts that they have um, that require like lots of redundancy because they eventually set me up with an office at home, but it was just one computer. Whereas in the office That's I had two computers right next to each other. So that was kind of, kind of cool. So yeah. You
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so uh, did the two computers kind of like serve different purposes? Like what was one research and one was like connected to your fancy keyboard that I promise we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: okay. Um, they actually were just both for set up so that I could caption on them. I mean, I could research on either one, Gotcha. Um, I think I was just lazy and just used my main computer to re- do my research on as well. Because it's just. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean. It's, it's right in front of me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's easy. Whatever is easiest. Is yes. The, the the tool that is easiest is the best.
1: Yes, so. exactly. But that, that would lead us right to the keyboard.
0: <laughs> yes. So let's talk about this. Okay. I will make sure. Uh, so I'm going to make sure to include a link to a picture of one of these. Okay.
1: Uh, And can you tell us about this keyboard? Um, The stenographic keyboard is a shorthand corded keyboard. So when you're writing on it, it's more like playing a piano than writing on a traditional keyboard. And it has um, somewhere between 23 and 26 keys. It just depends on who you ask. (laughs) Like everybody seems to have an opinion. Um, But we can write whole words and phrases with just like one stroke we call it, you know, the stroke of the keys. So mm-hmm. I, I can write the word cat. as I write it K-A-T. I'm sitting here writing everything out in the air as I do this. Yeah. And then we use combinations of letters for other things. So somebody showed me the word fish as a good example. So, you know, F-I-S-H, right? But it's actually T-P-E-U-R-B. Because T-P combination is an F. E-U is an I. And then the RB is like a SH sound.
0: T-P-U, I'm sorry, T-P-U-R-B. I'm, I'm going to include this example in the T- show notes as
1: well. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so it's uh, using key combinations like that because we don't have all the letters on the keyboard. There's not enough keys. And the, the guy who invented it, he spent years looking at the English language and basically trying to figure out how you could do it phonetically so the first keyboards like this, I believe, came out in 1911, and wow. yeah, they've come a long way. They used to have when I started school, even they put us on machines mm-hmm. with paper. So I was shooting paper out the back of my machine, and then eventually they let us hook up to the computers, and you could write in real time, is what we call it. A one word though. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's different ways to write the word real time, and depending on what I'm doing, but in stenographic reporting, it's one word
0: yeah interesting
1: yeah so it's i don't know we just it takes a long time to learn uh but some people are more are faster like norma who i work with white Coat. she i think she went through school in 18 months and i was like three years and then i'm a college dropout because i quit at 225 and kept practicing (laughs) so (laughs) i have a degree it's a it's a bachelor's of arts but i didn't finish court reporting school (laughs) so Yeah. yeah But yeah, it's, oh, it's a fun little keyboard. I, I really enjoy writing
0: on it. Yeah, that and that sounds really interesting. And and I want to go back and touch on something you said about <laughs> um kind of the phonetic spelling of things, right? Yes. Um, it, that seems like it's it might be like the root of being able to caption so quickly, right? Yes. Okay, so like as I'm speaking right now, um. Well, uh, first of all, do you include things like that vocal fry or like the little ums and stops, or do you just kind of exclude that?
1: I usually exclude it unless it's important to the content. Like if they're like
0: okay. um and yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, like yeah, a, a big like, like kind like ex- of like um grandiose is not the word I'm looking for. Like a histrionic um, yeah, um, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. And you know, if like someone has a really bad stutter. Mm -hmm. As soon as I figure it out, because, you know, we're listening so intensely. Sometimes it takes you a few minutes like, oh, this person stuttered. They don't they're not just starting and stopping. I'll edit that out as well, because my job is not a verbatim reporter. My job is as comprehension. So it's not important to the listener that the person has a stutter unless their entire talk is about how they have a stutter. (laughs) That I'll probably put it in. But if they're talking about, you know, WordPress something or something. Nobody cares that they have a stutter. So I want to make sure that people can understand easily what's being said. So, and I, and I don't want to like embarrass anyone because they have something going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, if I had a stutter and I looked back and I just saw my stutter captioned, I'd be very self-conscious about that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I just try. I try to be nice, be kind to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I
0: suspect probably like signing is the same way. Like you're not getting a verbatim, like they're not signing everything verbatim, especially like signers at like rap concerts, right?
1: Right. Right. So,
0: um, that's super interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, so the stenographic keyboard mm-hmm. uh has works primarily on, uh, the phonetic spelling of things. Uh, what other, uh, what other tips or things that you've picked up? Um, and if I'm like uh, describing this incorrectly at all, you, you stop me and let me know. Sure. Um, this is one of the few episodes of this show where I have no idea about the field. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Um, which is why I'm like so excited. Uh, <laughs> Good. What other tips do you have for um, like doing this quickly? Right. Because I mean, like I generally talk really fast. Especially when I'm on stage. I don't know if you've ever, I don't know that you've ever captioned I've, me.
1: I've captioned you, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> actually, so let's talk,
0: let's talk about that. Uh, <laughs> if you remember, like, what was it like?
1: Um, you weren't my worst. Like, I, I, I remember my worst person ever. Uh,
0: <laughs> worst, worst as far as presentation or as far as fast speaking? Fast. Okay. Fast.
1: <laughs> I, I've not, you know, honestly, most of the presentations I sit through are actually really good because people have obviously put a lot of hard work into it. But he was so fast, Mm. (laughs) and then he got on Twitter, and he was like, "Somebody captioned me," and all of his friends were like, "Somebody captioned you? How did they survive?" (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I remember him for sure. Now you weren't you weren't bad, so I would remember you. Like I remember like your face, and I remember that you're a little fast, but you're not. You know, you got to up your game if you want to be that fast. Yeah, that's.
0: Maybe I'm slowing down in my old age. That's fine. It's it's probably uh it's probably like teaching in a classroom has mm-hmm. helped slow me down a little bit because I want to make sure that my point sticks.
1: Yes. And that
0: I'm not just like breezing through all of the content, right? Yes. Um,
1: you're doing very well today.
0: Well, th- thank you very much. <laughs> you're
1: welcome. You're
0: welcome. Um. So, uh, so tips. I keep getting yes. sidetracked. It's okay. So, so tips for um uh for captioning somebody who speaks fast let's say
1: uh well I try to shorten my writing is what they call it we use brief forms and short words um so I can write like the word perspective which phonetically would take me three strokes to write it I can write it in one stroke wow yeah so it's and it's something that I made up that makes sense to me and makes sense to no one else Um, Gotcha. Yeah, and like, again, if I have your slides or mm-hmm. <laughs> something along those lines, and I see like you're going to use a crazy word, at least the crazy fast guy did give me some medical terms he was going to use.
0: Okay, cool, cool. So that's, that's really good, right? Yeah.
1: So if you can, if you give me like any crazy words you're going to use ahead of time or whatever, I can put those in to what we call a dictionary, which I, I have a dictionary that I write against. And that's how the software interprets what's coming out of the machine
0: ah okay cool so this <laughs> yes. is unlocking a whole new thing right yes because uh, I was going to ask about that like yeah you said um for perspective you have this you called it a brief stroke is that what you said yes um where where I mean you cut it in like 66 percent right you do one yeah. stroke versus three exactly uh but only you know it and I was going to ask do you need to then go back and interpret what you've captioned Or does this dictionary now do it for you?
1: The dictionary does this for me, as long as I programmed it in. Gotcha. Yeah. And there's actually my software. I use um, proprietary software. I don't use the... Plover is the free software if anyone wants to try this. And OpenSteno Project. (laughs)
0: Nice. (laughs) A
1: little bit of a plug there.
0: Yeah. Uh, So you can look those
1: up. and then, um, But my software also will throw up suggestions for briefs that I can then grab really quick and use like especially if I have to spell something out because it's just totally not in my dictionary at all Mm -hmm. so I have to spell it out and you know it's 15 letters long and I look like I'm freaking out what's happening (laughs) so if you ever see me like hitting the keys really hard and really fast that's probably because I'm spelling something out but yeah so having the uh, option to do that although half the time it suggests something and the suggestion is like 15 letters long and I my brain's not going to process it that fast.
0: So yeah. if it
1: gives me like four letters, I'm like, yes. yeah, nice. <laughs> like I grab it and run with it.
0: Nice. Yeah. So like if um, I suspect Gutenberg now is probably pre-programmed in your dictionary, but it, let, it if, it, if it wasn't right, mm-hmm. um, uh, your custom software might recommend like GB or GBG. So like, is that how the suggestions work or does it usually map it to some key on the on the keyboard?
1: yeah it tries to generally tries to pick something out of it, although if i've i have some um i call them auto brief dictionaries that are kind of mm. full of medical terms, so it's coming up with some creative things lately. Uh, <laughs> so I need to go through and clean it out yeah um, gotcha. but I think actually I think it threw up Gutenberg I think it threw up g u t with an okay. asterisk in it, okay, and I think that's what i use i use okay, and when I say g i mean t k p w
0: Uh, right
1: (laughs) got it (laughs) yeah got it yeah okay cool yep and
0: can you explain can you explain that one more time uh tk you said tkpw for g
1: yes that's the letter g
0: why does it map out like that
1: because well i have to hit all four of those keys at once okay to hit a letter g because there's no g on the what we call the initial or the left hand side of the keyboard Mm -hmm. there's a g on the right hand side but that's just for word endings and things Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Okay. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Hey, is that, is, 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 sorry if I missed this. Is it's that okay. how the this, this stenographic keyboard is is laid out? Is it like, like yeah. left hand is like usually the beginning of the word yes. or like the first part of the word? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yep. Left hand and then the right hand's like the ending. Although you have some keys that are just mapped to words. Mm-hmm. Like my left, sure. my left pinky is just for the, le- the S letter okay. and, that's, and that's the word is for me. So okay. if I just hit okay. that, it'll come up as an S. So if I want to write the letter S, I have to hit S and a bunch of other keys gotcha, uh, on the gotcha. right-hand side. <laughs> yep.
0: So, But that makes sense, right? I mean, yeah. is probably comes up a lot. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's easy
1: just to have that easy over and over.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Cool. So we're coming up on time because of all I've done is ask you questions. About <laughs> that's okay. This, I mean, I guess that's the point of this show. I yes. just think this is, I just think this is fascinating. Um. <laughs> And so the last question I have about the keyboard is uh, you said that um, if we notice that you're like hitting it really hard, you're usually typing out something completely. Is there like a full size keyboard somewhere in there or you know what every letter combination maps to?
1: I know what every letter combination maps to most Ooh. of the time. <laughs> man,
0: man.
1: <laughs> yeah, and sometimes sometimes I hit the wrong letters and then yeah. and it's always some word that you don't want to come up.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it comes up.
0: Sure, so
1: your software is like, you meant that. And I'm like, no, I didn't mean yeah. that. Didn't mean that. <laughs> it's not even in there. How did you come oh. up with that?
0: That's so funny.
1: <laughs> yes. It's awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. keeps me on my toes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so before we get into uh, kind of plans for the future. Yes. Slash trade secret. Mm-hmm. Is there any question about captioning that I didn't ask that I should have asked?
1: I mean, there's, there's so many you could have asked, but mm-hmm. I think you hit on the important things, You especially like the keyboard. Like, what yeah. is that? And, you know, one thing I just want to say is that I really enjoy working with the consumers, even in the big events, people are consumers there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work one-on-one with people. So I've helped a young lady get through nursing school. So To me, this is like the ultimate in careers because I get, you know, fairly well compensated, but I also get to help people. And that's really what's important to me. (laughs) That's That keeps me going.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) You have um, a very direct impact, right, on somebody because now they can consume this content that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to
1: consume. Exactly. Yeah. So,
0: and maybe if we, so are you, so actually let's touch on this a little bit. Do you, are you like in direct competition with sign, like signers? No. Okay. <laughs> no. So
1: actually, some of my students who are profoundly deaf use signers and CART or captioning.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Communications
1: access in- real time transcription. I remembered.
0: Communications <laughs> access real time transcription. Yes. That's the CART acronym. Yes.
1: Finally remembered.
0: Uh, cool. Um. So, uh, so some of your you said profoundly deaf consumers use both captions and signers. Yes. Is that because they can generally consume one faster than another, or?
1: Um, you'd have to ask each each individual. But uh, personally, everybody has different preferences, mm-hmm. and maybe some of it's easier to understand with the signer. And mm-hmm. then, but then they also get the notes from, like the verbatim notes. Because, like you said, maybe signing isn't. I'm not. I'm not. I don't do sign language. But I, I've. What I understand is that it's can be interpretive at times. Whereas what, right, right, I'm, right. I'm trying to be verbatim for them, so that you know if we're in med school <laughs> that, sure. that they can have all the crazy words and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. That makes sense because who knows if there's actually a sign for like omeprazole, right? Yes, Which is like
1: exactly.
0: For those who don't know, that's like the chemical. That's like the the generic term for Prilosec. Oh, um, see, so yeah, I learned something. I, I know that because my wife and my mother in law are both nurses, ah, and
1: okay. they're like,
0: if you have heartburn, you should get omeprazole. And I'm like, what in the world is that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sam, <laughs> i have to make a note of that <laughs> yeah right so,
0: um yeah that's super interesting right because it, it sign i i assume can be or like i've seen them i've seen signers like spell out mm-hmm. longer words right and so yes. it's probably easier to read that than watch every single letter get signed or something like that so yeah maybe uh that's super interesting um cool so for plans for the future, I want to ask, what are your specific plans for the future as far as like, do you plan on continuing down this road of doing more events or is there some other branch of this that you'd like to do? And and do you see any big breakthroughs in captioning technology coming through in the next few years?
1: All right. Well, I hope to continue doing actually more events um, as much as I love working one-on-one with students and things, it's nice to get out of the house sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and you know, I'm, and maybe eventually I'll grow my own business, but for now, I'm enjoying working with other companies and helping them fulfill um, their captioning needs. Um, breakthroughs? There could be breakthroughs, but I've talked at length about this with several people in our industry who are very, you know, smarter than I am. And we kind of feel like even if we feel like computers right now can kick out captions that are as good as the worst court reporters out there. Mm. And when I'm saying a court reporter, I'm, that could, that's somebody anywhere from somebody who does the work that I do, which is all live all the time, to somebody who's just getting out of school and is working in a deposition and going back and having to listen to their audio and transcribe everything because they didn't quite get it the first time. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. um, so at this point, we, we feel like the computers are already there um, where they could easily take that person out. Um, where we try to stand apart and where we always plan to stand apart is, well, the human factor. Can't beat that. We're awesome, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's also computers... I don't know that you're ever going to get every single accent And I don't know that you're ever going to get every single thing or when people start making up words, like I saw one's sunicorn S O O N I C U C O R N. I think that was like like,
0: student unicorn. I don't, I don't even
1: know what it was. (laughs) It was a capture. It was like, I just heard this word. Um, but how are, I don't know that technology is ever going to get to the point where it, I mean, if it ever gets to the point where it's moving faster, then we can like make up weird stuff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe. But then we'll all probably have you know computer bosses and things.
0: Right. <laughs> so- we'll live in a very different world. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. And so I feel like there's always going to be a place for good captioners. Nice.
0: So that's, I, that's. I really
1: okay. like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, you you know, kind of like you can't teach a computer. Well, you can teach a computer context, but not mm-hmm. at the same level that you. Or, or I inherently understand context,
1: right? Like it's going to take that stuttering person, and it's going to stutter everything they right. say.
0: Right. So. exactly. So yeah. Cool. I really like that. Yeah. Um, thanks. And then the the accents as well. Um, I'm sure I could talk to you for like another twenty minutes on mm-hmm. uh, how you prepare for if you know somebody's going to have an accent, or just like generally understanding an accent.
1: Um, you don't.
0: You don't. Okay. <laughs> you just,
1: you just have to you know you you can't go by a name because they could have some crazy name and be from jersey or something yeah right so but yeah no you just jump in and go
0: awesome (laughs) uh i really like that and and so we will end on my favorite question which is uh do you have any trade secrets for us
1: trade secrets uh well if you're a stenographer the biggest trade secret that I give to the students, which I guess isn't a secret anymore is that you have to go back and read what you wrote, but not in English. You have to read it in steno Mm. because you're never going to get better if you don't know where your weaknesses are.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And that's probably, I mean, that's probably good advice for somebody who wants to learn something like programming or a different spoken language, right? It's Yeah. Uh you know, you can't just look at a website and say I'm a programmer now, right? You have to actually <laughs> right. look at the code that you wrote
1: yes. uh, and if you understand it. So I I could probably program something. It wouldn't be good though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we're all, you know, we're all programmers. <laughs> yes. Uh there's varying degrees of programming. Exactly. Cool. I I really like that. Um Cause I think it's applicable to, to a lot of different things. Um, cool. So, uh, Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, well, I, <laughs> my website designer is just starting on WordPress. <laughs> that would all be right. my husband. Um, so he's <laughs> going to be building a website. So we'll just leave that like that. Um, if people do want to contact me, they can email me at Amanda Lundberg, all one word at gmail.com.
0: All That's right. the best way I to get hold of me. Perfect. I will include that in the show notes. And if the website is launched by the time this episode comes out, I will be sure to include that as well. Great. Uh, Amanda, thank you once again for joining me. Uh, I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, Joe. You have a good day.
0: Thanks so much to Amanda for joining me today. I really loved this conversation. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, I learned a lot, uh, especially how to get into... Uh, stenography and and being a stenographer. I thought it was really interesting that most stenographers uh, or live captioners, I should say, kind of get their start uh, going through like the the courtroom stenographer education, but it it does make a lot of sense. We also talked a lot about um, different links and stuff like that, so I'll be sure to link all of them in the show notes for this episode, which you can find over at Uh, howibuilt.it slash 114 my question of the week for you is a little bit of a fun one it's have you ever watched a live captioner in action and what was that like let me know by emailing me joe at howibuilt.it or on twitter at jcasabona thanks so much to this week's sponsors Plesk, Castos and Pantheon their support helps this show happen If you liked this episode, be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and give the show a rating and review. It really helps people discover us. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there
1: and build something.